0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results from a JSE listed company. The company in question is Remgro, and they came out with their interim results just after the market closed today on a really volatile day on the JSC, but every day is a volatile day these days. Uh, headline earnings per share excluding option remeasurement, it says here, increased by 2.4%. Headline earnings per share decreased by 0.2%, so essentially flat. Uh, NAV increased by 3.4 percent and gratifyingly an interim dividend per share for the period was sustained at 215 cents with me now is Yanni Geront, who is the CEO of Remgro these are strange times extraordinary times in which we live Yanni
1: absolutely and I think you must take the results in that context I mean these results relate to the six months end of December so they're probably quite irrelevant now if you think through it these were at a totally different time. The world has changed completely. As you just rightly said, it's the world is volatile. Things change on a daily basis. Actually, it changes on a per second basis out there. So these results are in a different context in a different time. So good 100% right.
0: Exactly right. So let's have a look back at the last six months, and you can tell us exactly what your portfolio is these days. So from the top down, when it comes to contribution, whether it be by revenue or by earnings, uh, what is your portfolio as we speak now, please?
1: The biggest contributor to our portfolio is still the bank, First Rand, and then we've got, if you look through the portfolio, we've got MediClinic, and we've got Total, we've got um, RMI, which really consists of Discovery, Altsurance, and MMH, which is the old um, MMI holdings. Then we've got, uh, from a, on a smaller base, CIVH, which is the, is the fiber company that we have, and then the Bestell on the liquor side. so it's, it's a vast array of investments across the whole economy, so quite a diversified group, but... Yeah, so they've all had a bit of, we had a few winners and a few losers in that six months, and uh, the biggest um, contributor to the better results was MedicNIC, that has experienced a bit of a turnaround, and then on the food side, SQALI did quite well, they told it quite well for us, but then we had also some detractors out of the portfolio, really, and the biggest ones were RMI, which And relating to that was outsurance and discovery. Outsurance had a difficult time in Australia with the bushfires, you probably were over December holidays, there were a lot of claims there that we had to pay. Yes. And then discovery, investing in new initiatives, the banking side as well, that also impacted their earnings.
0: When you have a look at that Australian story, I mean, I'm going off at a bit of a tangent here, Yanni, but when you have a look at that sort of event that we've seen, it is becoming more and more frequent, isn't it? So would you, do you ever sort of have a look at your investment in this type of area and say to yourself, well, perhaps we should, uh, well, we're either going to have to increase our premiums or we're going to have to reevaluate our investment in this area. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. I think we used to talk about black swan events. A lot of these things become white swan events um, with uh, the changing the weather patterns and more disasters happening. So clearly, if, uh, if you're a short-term insurance and you're an underwriter of natural disaster, you clearly need to look in into these things, and that is why you need to have a geographical spread to diversify your risk, not exposed to one country like Australia, just South Africa, and I think that is what insurance is doing to see how do we actually diversify the risk of these high-risk areas. Secondly, 100% right, you need to look at your underwriting profile, what areas do you insure, as well as obviously you must actually increase your premiums for the risk that you're taking. So it has a, a profound impact on the insurance industries with changing with weather patterns and climate change.
0: Let's have a look at first round. First round results came out in the last few days, and they were excellent results given the backdrop of what's going on internationally and also in South Africa. And I thought that your CEO or the CEO of the company in which you're invested was it was one of the most profound statements I've, I've seen from any ceo for a long time he talked about south africa taking five years to recover from what it's going through now and that was probably before he understood exactly how the coronavirus was going to contribute to uncertainty in the future and i i, I applauded him for what he said what did you think
1: no absolutely i think adam was spot on usual as direct as he I mean, he can be, but he's absolutely right. I mean, he he made those comments before, as you rightly say, before the coronavirus. He does, and he was spot on. I think we've got a culture in the group that we say things as they are. We're probably more pessimistic and more conservative than the rest of the world, and we we that, but it's actually, in these difficult times, it's held us in good stead. I mean, I'll Balance sheets are conservatively geared, so we haven't got too much gearing. So we'll survive in these difficult times. But Alan, yes, and maybe she, people, some people didn't like what he was saying, but I think he was just honest, frank, and that's the way he saw the world. And. <laughs> Although in the all week later, he's been proven
0: to be right. Mm. I love what he was saying, and I think more people should be more honest, and maybe not just in the corporate world, but also in the corridors of government as well. But uh, the turnaround in uh, Mediclinic was, was gratifying, and also the, the, the food side of your business, the consumer goods side of your business, also pretty good. And when I look at the JSE, I think to myself, well, and I looked at the Dow Jones. So I think United Healthcare is now the biggest stock on the Dow Jones, and you're in the healthcare business as well. And I look at... Shares like Shoprite on the JSE today up, um, you know, double-digit percentage points. Maybe these are the stocks for the next six months and maybe even beyond. So your portfolio looking quite good when it comes to those two areas.
1: Yeah, I think our portfolio for these very volatile and times, it's probably well-geared and is well-placed in that. I mean, healthcare, you can't fault that. It depends on what people are doing to hospitals and things like that. The government don't interfere too much. I think in terms of the food side, yes, it's these type of things that people need in this time still buying. So we must just make sure that the, our supply chains operate efficiently, that we get the food on the shelves when this the panic buying happens. So to make sure that the production is done uninterrupted and must look after our employees and make sure that we don't overwork them, look after their health as well. But I think, yeah, if you look in the short to, longer, uh, short to medium term, I think our portfolio is very well placed for these difficult times.
0: What about your portfolio? Are you going to add to it? Are you finding opportunities to add to it? Or are you just sort of uh, battening down the hatches, as they say, and just waiting for the dust to settle on what is going on before you evaluate yeah. new potential investments?
1: I think if you do now things, um, if we that you start buying and selling shares on the stock exchange, you probably just you can just go to the casino. Nobody's going to know what's <laughs> happening, so it's more yes. of batting down the edges and make sure that our companies are surviving and we look after our employees. I think that is very much a short-term focus now, looking after our, our people and making sure our companies are surviving.
0: Which is an an admirable message that you've just sent. Um, I spoke to two stockbrokers earlier on today, and we spoke at length about what's going on in the market. And I said, look, I'm speaking to Yanni Durant from Remgro later on. I said, what would you say to this gentleman? And he said, well, Remgro was a a darling of South Africa for so many years, in fact, even decades. And he said, um, ask him this, has the added value of Remgro now long gone? This is his, these are his words, not mine. Do you add value anymore as a management company?
1: Obviously, I, I, must, I probably can't be objective because I'm actually working for the company. But I think yes. as soon as we don't think we add value, we've got no reason to exist. And then we should not exist as a company as Rembro. I still think we do. I mean, we've created a lot of companies. I mean, one of our best performing companies is Dark Fiber, the CIVH group that we created as a startup. If you look through the history, the startups that we've created over a long period of time has added value. Yes, it's a difficult time. I mean, show me many companies that has added value over the last five years in a very low-growth environment in the South African economy. I can tell you, mainly, the most best-performing companies have been outside, offshore. And I think if you look at today's share prices, none of them has added value. So show me companies at today's share prices added value very few. But I think over the long term, we've proven ourselves. It's not a one-day game. We always, say it's a five-day game. Um, this series. So, and held us accountable for that, and we're very happy to be held accountable.
0: Yes, indeed. Well said. Just looking at your conclusion statement, uh, you say at the end, in respect of our announcement regarding the unbundling of our interest in First round RMH in part and in full, we anticipate that the detail of the proposed transaction will be released before the end of March. Are you still on target for that release?
1: Yeah, we hopefully we're still on target for that. Things might change if things become more volatile going forward, but as things stand, we're on target to do something before the end
0: of March. So there is a chance that if the volatility, the extraordinary volatility persists, you may delay matters.
1: It could well be, good, well be. Hope, we hope not, but it might, might be a possibility.
0: Okay, Yanni, well, very good luck with that. As we said at the beginning, they're very, very difficult times, but uh, your company has a great track record and hopefully you will weather this storm as hopefully we all do as well. That's Yanni Durant, the CEO of Remgro, whose interim results were released earlier today. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or